Welcome back to the Giveology Impact Series podcast, in which we share the experiences and inspirations of social entrepreneurs and changemakers around the world. I'm Yejide, your host, and today we are delighted to have Ishkrin Kulis from Kindlink join us. Started in 2015, Kindlink is a social tech startup dedicated to helping the charity sector with innovative technology and providing a solution to companies' problems when it comes to managing and promoting corporate social responsibility activities. It is a platform where the donor can connect with the entire value chain of their donation and observe their payment flow, the work of the charity they donated to, and connect with the final beneficiary. Ishwin Kulib, CEO and founder of Kindlink, started his career with a sales and technical role in online payment at PaySafe Group and continues through to work with iZedal, one of the hottest financial tech startups that was recently sold to PayPal. Armed with that experience and an MBA, he moved forward to start Kindlink. Welcome, Ishkren. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you for having me, Ajde. Um, it is absolute pleasure. I'm a big fan of the podcast and um, I look forward to this conversation. Great. Well, let's start at the beginning. Can you share with us the story of Kindlink's founding and mission? Of course. Um, the mission of Kindlink is actually very simple. Um, we want to revolutionize the nonprofit sector um, that's starting with the donor experience and how donors perceive the sector as the third sector, as you know, some, some people call it, um, and, and elevate it to, to new levels through technology. So um, as you might have heard or you might have observed, the, the nonprofit sector has been lagging behind on how technology is surveyed, how charities implement new technologies. And me originally coming from financial services and financial technology, um, so a real need to, when it comes to the transparency of the sector and how donors interact with it. Um, and, and the obvious thing when it comes to transparency was uh, simply open um, open the process open the, uh, the how charity projects are executed um, uh, when, when it comes to when it comes to their work. So show the donors where their donations are going. So the idea of Kindlink was was very very simple. We wanted to enable donors to track their donate do their donation first and foremost, uh, and that doesn't have to be a donation. Whatever contribution they might want to give, volunteering hours, their office uh, uh, space or, or or desks, whatever it might be that the donor individual mm-hmm. corporate gives, um, they should be able to find out where do their donation and contribution go, um, which um, um, se- uh, sector does it support, what area, what what um, was the look. Location and ideal case scenario, if possible, connect with the end beneficiary. Um, the most logical thing for me, because I came from financial services, was to uh, build a system which enables the donors, to, the donors to make a donation and track it throughout the project and then connect with the end beneficiary. So it started as a uh, online payments and a fundraising platform, and then we expanded the functionalities to cover everything um, donors give. Naturally, um, as you can imagine, it was very hard to to track a donation. Um, even for me, coming from the sector, we still build a payment system, but once the, the, the payment hit the, um, the charity, we still didn't know what happened with it. So um, mm-hmm. we had to build the full-blown charity software, uh, which the charities operate. Um, and this is, when I say full-blown, I mean an all-in-one encompassing solution 
for the prof- non-profit to use within their organization to run their operations, um, even not linked uh, to the donors. Uh, a charity does need to um, to become more efficient. So this is the, according to statistics, the top two problems in the sector are transparency, first one, and the second one, efficiency. And as we developed our concept, we said, okay, well, in a matter of fact, we can also solve very efficiently for the second one because we are building a database CRM system for donors, donations, beneficiaries, project management, volunteering management, online fundraising. So essentially everything a a charity needs to run their operations is already Mm -hmm. software. And we and we give it out. This is a completely free of charge proposition to charities. We give it out gladly because we just want to help. And and we ourselves founded uh, our own foundation supporting um, supporting that specific software because we we make no money of it. And and this is a software to help out. To date, we have uh, owned it about seven hundred charities. We grow with at least a charity a day. so the, it, it is a very good and very a very good success story internally, which which we which we absolutely enjoy uh, talking to uh, to our charities because these are users who haven't had either the resources or the time um, to engage with technology before to make their operations more efficient. Now, continuing from my previous um, conversation, um, this is the underlining technology and and what is unique for Kindlink. This software allows us to collect, of course, in a private way the data around how charities execute this project. So our project management system allows the charities to collect some of the data, but also post updates with the stories, videos, and pictures around how they execute the specific projects. And this is what's unique on Kindlink, and this is what companies also value quite a lot, is because after they donate, it's not no more a database management system or a SaaS software to use. It is also a social network for the employees or customers, if they choose to open the system, to see what happens with the donation after. Um, and this is where, where Kindlink is quite unique, and, and this is how it evolved. Uh, the second year of our uh, of our existence, we um, had to find the right business model for us because at no point we take money out of charities. Fundraising is as well mm-hmm. free. We do not make money out of the software, as I mentioned, so we had to figure out a business model which works. And what Kindlink did out of the box was impact reporting. Um, and we said, okay, companies mm-hmm. do value that, but we need to develop something that is going to serve the, the larger B2B market and it will be appealing to uh, companies across the board as well as their employees. So um, the obvious thing around corporate social responsibility are employee engagement. So this is the number one reason companies do um, uh, their sustainability and responsibility programs. So the system was developed in an integrated with internal communication channels, integrated with company security systems. This is how we started from day one um, to look at Kindlink as an uh, internal system for managing CSR. And now we said, okay, but the the other reason um, a lot of companies do CSR is to be able to showcase this and drive business forward through their customers. So customers... Mm -hmm. uh, as we know very well, um, are extremely attracted to companies um, uh, to companies that operate with a good sustainability program and are able to communicate it in an effective way. So that is why we also mm-hmm. open the Kindling to the world, integrate it with existing social networks, allowing uh, marketing teams, employees to share their experiences and do promote what they're doing because if we don't talk about it, if, if, if they don't showcase it, they are losing on the value as well as other people can get inspired by it. So this is, mm-hmm. this is kind of the story of our product evolution and how it came to be. 
oh wow, that's amazing. There are a number of resources that you guys built into this from inception. So I'm assuming it wasn't a hard sell to the organizations that you work with now, but how did you go about building your partnerships when you first started? Because you had to go from, I'm assuming you had to go from zero. <laughs> You're assuming very correctly. <laughs> um, yes, it's, it's the story of, of, of any startup and, and a scale up now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so three years ago, we started exactly from zero. Um, our own investment, uh, angel rounds, the, the usual story. Uh, but because we had a, a three founders um, next to me, Adriano from the charity sector and uh, Desi from the technology side, um, we found the team was extremely strong and we didn't shy from jumping into the deep waters, developing firstly the technology based on our uh, initial uh, user uh, feedback starting with the charities because we knew this is a long-haul project. This is not going to stop from a, a small project where people can post updates. This, this will be the uh, next social network for the nonprofit sector. So we said we, will, we need solid foundations. So for that reason, we started with the charity software, knowing this is a nonprofit solution, knowing it will be unattractive to investors, but also knowing this will give us an immense advantage when we um, get into uh, selling into businesses, when nobody else would have that system, but also we deliver value to the nonprofit sector, which nobody else does. And naturally, it, it feeds into our own values, which is we, we want to help and we want to give. And, and this is what the three founders came together um, so yeah, this is um, it, it is very hard at the beginning. Um, started with mm-hmm. um, started with um, the three of us coming together, investments, uh, small investments from from the different sides, uh, plugging everything into the technology, and we launched within four months, I think, from since we started developing. We launched our initial proposition, which was the first charity mm-hmm. software. We kept on developing this from customer feedback. We started acquiring charities. We started acquiring charity partnerships. So we currently partner with more or less all of the UK uh, and some of the the global providers for charity technology solutions uh, and membership organizations for, for, for non-profit organizations because they see the value and they see that we have oh. put a lot of effort into that. So they're very, very happy to promote this because through, through us, they deliver value to, do, to their member base as well. So this was the initial um, kind of growth stage for us when we started plugging into the mm-hmm. non sector, which still is a very, very active one. Um, uh, we go out with uh, uh, maybe five main partnerships. They talk uh, on, on different sites about us, but char- char- it's in the nonprofit sector, as you might know, word of mouth is mm-hmm. everything. And our execution, mm-hmm. our technology support for the nonprofit sector went out. Uh, and we went, um, we went on the BBC. Uh, at some point, uh, we did a, oh, wow. a lovely interview. Yeah, it was a, it was an exciting moment for all of us. Um, we talked about we showcased a few of our charities. We talked about our future proposition, and at this point, we hadn't even launched the business proposition. Um, and we kept on developing through the charity. Then uh, we found a, a few investors. We kept on developing the business proposition. And about the um, end of 2017, we launched our corporate proposition. Um, and as you know, um, this is hard. It, it is. We went into hard sales mode <laughs> um, and started mm-hmm. talking to to the corporates we we currently we currently work with. Um, and lucky enough, they are very large enterprises. Um, they appreciate our agility um, and the fact we already work with existing charities of theirs. So this is how we scaled our charity. Sorry, our corporate proposition. 
is because through our charities, which we already have 700 of, they already work mm-hmm. with a number of corporates. And they are the ones who recommend us. So once you do a good job for them, they're very, very glad to, to put a word out and say, well, why wouldn't our business come here? Because we'll do our reporting and engagement with them in a better way and they get an additional benefit of saving mm. for the fundraising and getting an OE1 software for corporate responsibility. Oh, that's amazing. It was kind of built into the the group that you were working with that you were able to, once you tapped into um, the charities, it just kind of tagged on to working with the corporations and things like that. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's the story that most people would want, I guess. <laughs> well, it doesn't it doesn't come without blood and sweat, that's what I can tell you. <laughs> that's true. That's very, very true. So you have a background, as I said in the introduction, you have a background in financial technology, um, in some of the work that you did previously. So and um how did that inform this transition that you made into um like social enterprise work and corporate social, um, the corporate social responsibility sector. So um, I knew nothing. Yeah, I'm very open. I'm always saying that I had no idea where what I'm getting into, <laughs> um, and I had my challenges in working moments. And thankfully, I had a a, a partner and a, and a co-founder who who knew about the sector and who could guide us. So I. I've always said it every time we go to investors, we're like, it's, it's three of us. It's none of us is a, is a founder. I've, I wouldn't, wouldn't be here mm-hmm. if it wasn't for them. Uh, the support, the knowledge we brought together, um, build, build this uh, as, as a very strong, strong core. Um, so my background is originally from online payments. So I came mm-hmm. from a safe group. I was into merchant support, account management, and the sales. Um, I was always in between the technology side, the integration of online payment gateway, and um, the support of these people. And I have to say, being in a, in a support feature for a B2B business, uh, it, it is one of the steepest learning curves. And I would recommend it for absolutely everybody that they need to be on the phone and over email so that they know and be able to sell later on and upsell customers because that experience is feeding straight mm-hmm. into the way I communicate to, to, today with director of enterprise level clients, but it's extremely helpful. So the for very first job I had was uh, was 60 emails a day, 30 calls a day, and if you want just rough numbers. But <laughs> this gave me a foundation which I, I could have very easily tra- transitioned into any sales role and, and any enterprise sales role. Now, from there, um, I went a, l- a little bit more into the technical side and I'm personally very inspired by technology and love playing with it. Um, and then I went into IT sales um, very quickly mm-hmm. for, a couple, for, for about a year um, and I plugged in a little bit more into how you develop a software, how you sell a software. Then I did the MBA and then I moved into the impulse space, so the car processing uh, transactions, um, so car terminals. And the, the company showed me, the, the Isaac at this point showed me what a scale-up company looks like, what a team looks like, um, how, how, what an amazing experience of your team leaders and, and, and how a small, a relatively small team can, can deliver very big results if the solution is built in a scalable way. And also gave me, because I was in strategic partnerships, it gave me an overview of competition analysis, marketing, product positioning, product development, more the technical mm-hmm. side of it guys and SDKs, no need to go technical, but uh, it gave me a very good background uh, uh, for for a holistic background, if you want to call it like this, of the different processes mm-hmm. in a 
organization so that when I started Kindling, I was, okay, I know what to do for marketing. I know what to do for product. Uh, I have a very mm -hmm. good, we were always B2B sales. So I was always there. Uh, so I, I was able to touch on those. And as, you, as, as any founder there knows, especially whoever's in, in sales and ex, in executive side, you have to be a generalist at this point. You need to be able to, to drive everybody on site. You need to be able to talk and understand each of them. Um, and, and at this point, um, I did not have any experience in the nonprofit sector. I was very passionate about it, but my passion stopped there. Um, and I to, uh, into talking to my co-founder, who, who was from the expertise, delivered different knowledge, but as well as different attitude towards uh, a living, uh, uh, how, how, how they executed their work. Um, and then um, we needed a very, 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 very good technical person because that was that we are a technology company. So um, mm -hmm. I started talking to an ex-colleague of mine, um, and um, everything from there I would I would say was serendipity. The moment we met for a beer, and we're like, we should be doing this. Um, and and he quit a, a, a very lucrative corporate job, and 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 we all make sacrifices, but. Um, again, the, the strength of the team um, and what we built mm -hmm. together with, with combined knowledge because each of three of us um, brings something unique to the knowledge base um, mm -hmm. allowed us to be, to be here just within about uh, two and a half years later. I love the fact that it, just from everything you just shared, every experience that you had specifically and even your co-founders had um, generally informed what kind link is today and i think it's why your organization is so unique and has such a, a different approach in comparison to a lot of other platforms that are doing similar things thank you yeah so moving back to focus on um kind link overall what are some of the the highlights and accomplishments of kind link since its founding i'm sure there are numerous but you can touch on just a couple of them yeah, a couple of them I already mentioned. Um, we support over 700 organizations. Um, they are mm -hmm. global. Um, we support organizations in Africa, in the US, in Canada, in in a lot in the UK. Um, a lot of our UK partners work uh, global, internationally with charities um, in Nepal, in, in, in South Africa, in Uganda. Um, this is, I, I always say, this is one of our biggest accomplishments. Uh, Maybe investors don't like me for it that much, but um, <laughs> being able to support, I, I, I don't know, maybe about more than 10,000 beneficiaries at this point um, changes the way you see your work. Uh, I can say that. So I'm, mm. this is to, to me the most important thing about our jobs. Um, the other big thing is we work with FTSE 100 companies. Uh, which for a young company is, is something to be proud of. Um, and I'm very, very proud of our team for, for achieving this. Uh, primarily mm -hmm. from, um, this was only possible because of our uh, Bulgarian office um, who developed a product uh, which is absolutely unique, uh, extremely agile and uh, to customer specifications. Um, and and we, have win, we have won before customers who, who you wouldn't imagine would work with such a young organization simply because we were able to deliver in a matter of weeks solutions um, that they thought it's going to take them months, if not years, to, to see on the market. Um, so mm -hmm. these, are, these are big internal, essentially internal achievements, but it, it, makes, us, it, it makes who we are today. Um, we have been on the BBC. That's something we are quite happy with. Um, mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, this, these I think are, are the main things I, I quite enjoy. Mm. So I have a, a, another question. Um, 
maybe you've already touched on this before, but what do you believe makes KindLink so agile? Because you kind of mentioned that is um, one of the the great strengths of the organization. What makes you so agile and able to really work through a lot of these issues that have been so present in the nonprofit sector for so long? Hmm, that is a very, very good question. Um, <laughs> our new chief commercial officer says it's uh, money and fear. <laughs> Uh, I, I do agree to some extent. There, there is a sense of that. Um, on the other side, um, I do believe that um, our passion to what we do, um, and and of course, when you're sitting in front of a of a big client and you're a agile company of a small development office able to deliver, we can we turn we have turned around a full functionality and rather complex one within two weeks, um, and I have never met a software company which has ever been able to do that. I've had one of our uh, large enterprise project managers um, who, who moved job saying, I've never worked so, with so efficient tech office. I will throw projects at you because I would like these to be developed. I, I need something like this. So it, oh, wow. it, it, it is that um, um, t- to see that you are capable of doing it and then doing it and then receiving such feedback um, is is very much what drives us forward. It's we we call this um, when I call my well, my co-founder and CTO, um, and I think some, we will have to do another magic here, <laughs> magical thing. <laughs> we call him the magician, obviously, because he is magic. He is magician there in that sense. Um, <laughs> but, um, he he understands very well that it is important for for the survival of the organization, for our growth, for the team to be inspired. Um, and, and it drives everybody forward because you are working towards a clear goal. And I think that is about agility and lean startups. This is everything there is about it. You are, you are working mm-hmm. towards a clear goal. And the clear goal in 10 years' time is to achieve the usual domi- global domination, help a lot of people, etc. Mm-hmm. But, but then you break it down. And then within, and you're saying, what is the next thing that will move my business with a large step forward. And then the last conversation with my business client was you need this functionality as an example, or you, you, you need to provide this and this and this. And we're like, fine. And, and we, we, we took, actually we took initiative. Nobody actually asked us to do that. We took initiative mm-hmm. and we developed the functionality, released it and in, in two weeks. Um, we had the next conversation with them and they, they, they thought we were joking. They, like the project manager put me on the side and say, they thought you're, you're joking with us because nobody oh, wow. that you developed this in two weeks. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we want you as a customer that much. <laughs> I think that was obvious. <laughs> um, so so it, it, the working towards a goal, working um, uh, towards proving ourselves um, is a great motivator. And we have mm-hmm. naturally uh, understood that with the evolution of the company, we will um, think things will slow down. But uh, when we are at this stage, um, Customer, uh, completely customer driven and focus on, on, on the next big thing for KindLink, which will make difference for all of us and will make accelerate our successes is what drives the team very well. Oh, wow, definitely. That makes, that makes sense. You guys have a passion for the problems of this sector. You have a passion for the not. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, that is, you just picked on probably the, um, you, we, we are putting the gears together, but, but the engine, the, um, the fuel that fuels this is, is the fact that we will, it's, it's the midterm goal. So the short term goal might be releasing a functionality, 
But the midterm goal is obvious. We will be helping people with this. We will be increasing employee engagement. Um, this one functionality will save hours or if not days of, of our clients' work. We know that we are helping those people uh, and we can do it in a very short amount of time and see the effect. Everybody would mm-hmm. like likes to work. Being from a developer through, through a sales guy, they want to see the results now and then. And when um, we as a, as a sales team are able to present a problem, solvable, relatively simple, saying this will make a difference and everybody's seeing the difference um, and, and the difference being either helping people or involving more employees into corporate giving, which, which is what we do for corporate, for corporate clients. Um, yeah, it makes a big change. Awesome. Did you, did you and your co-founders know that you had something that was going to provide this much value at inception or like when you were developing the idea or did you have a moment of proof of concept where you were like, wow, we, we really figured this thing out? Um, we had a lot of wow moments at the beginning. Um, to be mm-hmm. fair, um, we knew from day one where we are going. Yeah, um, th- okay. we are quite untypical when it comes to when it comes to the startup world, um, which which uh, we're breaking a lot of laws, and um, it does surprise us from time to time. We knew, and we have pivoted very little um, over the last three years, which is almost unheard mm-hmm. of for any company. Um, we knew from the very beginning this is the social network for the nonprofit sector, focusing on transparency, delivering real value to donors, being individuals and corporates and charities. This, this was the vision from day one. We didn't want to build a small company. We wanted to build something global, something that helps a lot of people. Um, and from there on, we just had to take it step by step. We broke it down. We said, with a long-term vision, what are we achieving? That's why we start with the software. Next one, what do we need money to scale? Business solution. Now we develop that, et cetera, et cetera. So these are um, natural steps the company goes uh, undergoes, but I'm amazed by the progress the team has achieved over the last uh, two and a half years. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed as well. It's amazing as I'm listening and hearing about all of this. Shifting us back to the present, what are, what are some of the current projects or um, organizations, or business partners, if you're able to share, that KindLink is currently working with? Um, I'm not able to share them, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, this is, this is a ne- big, next big step for us. When we managed mm-hmm. to go through all the leg- legalities of being able to use the name of, names of those companies, some of whom we mm-hmm. won't be able to. Um, but I can definitely say some of, most of them are within FTSE 500 companies. Uh, we do praise as well the product for having an SME um, side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is still developing. We do have a couple of uh, mid-sized companies of a few hundred people, and we are very, very interested in acquiring and working with more. As, as you, this, this leads to our, um, to our core mission. We know that... Mm-hmm. Corporates, large enterprises pay for it. They, they, they do corporate responsibility. However, we want to break a myth. Um, and this links to uh, an event, uh, a series of events we're doing now through the next three months, which is uh, breaking the myths of corporate responsibility. Uh, and mm. we, from, so from next week, every month until January, we have um, this event which looks down into what are the myths of, of, of CSR. And one of them is. Um, about the CSR is for big companies. And, and we know that is not true. Um, but 
it is embedded in the name and we need to change that perception. And for that reason, we launched a free solution of Kindling for Business. Any business of any size can, si can sign up. We do not charge them. They will get an account accessible externally, available for their employees, available for their organizations to showcase, promote, and manage anything they do from sustainability yeah. initiatives recycling their plastic cups through their community work, giving current fundraising, volunteering, pro bono matching, whatever they would be doing. Because all, even the small ones, we are currently an, an accelerator in NatWest. Um, even the small ones here, we have five companies who are, well, we actually do that. It's like, yeah, this is one of your best marketing channels. And this is required mm -hmm. when you go into um, pitches for lar large companies. It's a requirement that you have a CSR policy why don't you mm. simply use a system which is free of charge at this point to, to, to drive? You distinguish yourself very well when, um, when you're able to showcase the things you already do and we, we simply mm. give them the online solution to do that. Um, so we, I'm, I want to emphasize here, we work with large enterprises and they are the obvious um, first user of the system, but the pricing that we've built um, is only based on, on, on size. So it's a, extremely affordable um, they easily can um, can access it and start for free. Um, so I do urge any any small and uh, medium enterprise who has any kind of activities to to go sign up and will gladly provide um, help and support. And quite often we work with those um, with those organizations through web webinars, uh, meetings, and we want to help them drive their um, internal engagement, drive their community work, because that helps everyone, mm -hmm. helps the organization's bottom line, as, as, as hopefully they know. <laughs> um, and it helps the community um, and, um, and their employees feel more engaged. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're even providing training to these smaller startups in yeah. making sure they're establishing um, their corporate social responsibility in a way that's really effective because they yeah, have to I do it, so you might as well do it well. Absolutely, absolutely. So we provide a number of webinars. We provide the training for them um, as, as part of the entire proposition. We, we provide the monthly events. Uh, we invite them to where they get, they get to mingle with our corporate users. Um, they get to find out how the system is used. But more importantly, what is, how the, can their company strategy and whatever the company is doing feed into, um, feed into their social mission? It is very important that it's not done completely ad hoc. Let's fundraise for the charity. It is very important that they it is embedded into the core strategy of their company, and it doesn't matter if they're big and small. Uh, they can very simply. I'll, I'll give you an example: a relatively small company, mm -hmm. about 50, 60 people, um, software company selling a, a, a marketing proposition, a marketing tool, a digital company. So. They launch their product, they acquire from SMEs to large enterprises, and they realize their product has a market within the charity sector. So what they did is mm. instead of giving money, they embedded giving their product to nonprofit organizations. Well, they, and, and, and then they extended this product and they gave it a name and they included a few things. They haven't given up a penny, but they have given a great value to the employees feeling engaged, the fact that the employees support charities for free. Um, the free software licenses, it doesn't have an actual cost to it, obviously the development, but the company does get a name uh, and is distributed across the, the nonprofit sector. So it's a complete win-win um, just by um, thinking simply um, and, and strategically how uh, corporate responsibility and community can be embedded within the organization. Oh, wow. You guys are literally going through the entire process and the entire chain as it applies to um, 
charitable work from the side of the donor, on the side of the charity, on the side of these businesses. And one by one, you're addressing those issues. That's really amazing. You're constantly innovating. Well, that, that is what agile companies are for. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So you guys are living up to it. So in terms of uh, measuring your impact, and I know we've, we've touched on this uh, a bit, but just to focus in, what are some of the, the metrics and tools that you use to, to quantify and evaluate your impact? Mm-hmm. Um, we use two tools. Um, one is on the charity side. Um, we have, uh, it's an obvious one. So far we have saved, I think, I, I'm giving you a book part, don't quote me on this. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think about 15,000 uh, pounds um, on charity fees. Because we do not take mm-hmm. any part of the donation. We have a full-blown fundraising platform for charities and corporates. The only through that fundraising we've saved now over 15,000 pounds, uh, which has gone directly to the charity, has supported charities. Um, now, on the other side, we can measure how much will our software usually cost charities. Uh, so 700 charities paying uh, a good few thousand uh, a year for such software, you can put the numbers where it gets to. So it's a lot of cost saving for them um, with, with, with our free charity proposition. Now on corporates, um, the story is, is even more exciting. Um, so we are talking of increased retention of at least 25 to 50% uh, because of using, essentially because of effectively communicating what the company is already doing through a new engaging technology. Um, so this is a massive increase. So as you probably know, it costs companies huge amounts to rehire a person between 25,000 and 50,000 uh, for mm-hmm. a single person. Um, if you are able to save, to save your employees from leaving uh, an increase of 25 to 50%, this is a massive hit on the bottom line. Um, in addition to that, we've also calculated we save, uh, so for one of our customers, I think it was uh, five people's time for about a month on generating reports, putting stuff together, because the software is built very easy to use. Um, it, it is intuitive. It generates the, the data almost automatically as employees participate. So um, the, the, the CSR person only simply has to click a button, gets the report, um, and everything is easily accessible and shareable, making saving them easily a month of work when they compile annual reports, for instance, uh, or they report to mm-hmm. an organization. So these are all uh, presentable and exportable in an easy way. So saving a lot of time for professionals in the in the sector of organizing and reporting. Oh, wow. Again, that's very all-encompassing in terms of making sure they have access to they have access to the metrics, not only you having access to what they're doing, but they have clear access and understanding of um, being able to evaluate their own impact. Exactly, yes. That's awesome. So what has been the community? So community could be uh, the charitable organizations, it could be the businesses, it could be the donors. What has been... um, their response to your work? And if you have any anecdotes um, specifically to that, that even be, um, I'd love to hear those as well. <laughs> there are a few anecdotes, uh, mostly from the charity work. Um, I would remind you, we recently launched um, the business uh, side of it. So uh, we are mm-hmm. still, um, we were still growing this, this, uh, these customers. We are still implementing in, in a lot of them. 
Um, so mm-hmm. um, the, the work, uh, the data that I just gave you on the businesses speaks a lot of what the feedback has been uh, internally. Um, I have had um, one of the one of the moments, uh, sweet moments for, of, of my career was when I when when I received an email from from a customer um, who had went with a competitor, um, and um, at this point they sent me an email seeing seeing our solution. I, I did a demo, and they sent me an email saying. Um, we are absolutely sorry we didn't know you six months ago when we started implementation. And I'm, I was thinking that we didn't exist six months ago, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, your solution is times better than what we currently have. And they gave us bullet points of how much better, why we are better. Um, than wow. and, and this is a large enterprise uh, competitor, which uh, which we we didn't think we would, we would compete against, um, but that is a that is a very sweet thing to receive from a very large enterprise as well. Um, so this is this is one of the some of the corporate moments. The charitable moments are, are on a daily basis. We, um, um, you might see some of our social accounts. Um, some of people have published um, their their thoughts in comments, but um, we receive on a daily basis kind of praising. It's like, guys, you, you've, you've been the dream of the sector. And it's like, yep, my well, only request is tell your friends, just more people can get help. It's the only thing we, we want to help with. So, software is simple, it's free. It's for you, for you to use it out there. Um, and, and that's it. So these are, uh, and we, we thrive on those. Um, our, our, our internal culture um, and our our passion is is completely driven by those because when you speak to a person who helps uh, hundred to two hundred children in Africa to 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 get education, it's a very strong feeling. Um, and and to a large extent, why we do it? That makes sense. That makes up the. I mean, I can imagine that's an incredible driver for the work that you all do, and getting all of that feedback. Having you have so many highlights in terms of the work you guys have done in such a short amount of time, but I'm sure that even with all those highlights, there's been some challenges or some pushback, especially because you're doing things so differently um, to the norm. So, could you touch on some of those those pain points? Yeah, absolutely, with with pleasure. Um, both on the nonprofit sector side, um, it has been fight with uh, technology adoption. Uh, any change in any organization is hard. Any change in a non-profit organization is three times harder. Um, it's um, the you, they need to adopt new technology. It changes their processes. It, it is it is completely new. They have been if they were on Excel spreadsheets, we would be lucky. I have seen charities on uh, on a, on a book on on a, on a, on a oh, wow. notepad. It's it's phenomenal how 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 scary that is, but. We go in wow. and we, we do train them and, and we do provide the support. It is, it is hard to adopt. I'm, I'm, uh, obviously, if, if all the charities were technology-oriented, all of us would, would be unkindly, but it is not the case. And, and, and we still do provide the support after they see the technology. Um, and thankfully, we get from half of the charities we onboard, once they, well, they open the, the, the software, they see it's like, okay, that's quite easy. I, I don't really need training, which is what we want to hear because that's how we build it. Um, and the rest mm-hmm. of the half is, is simply going on a computer, logging in. We need to use this browser. We need to, um, all of the little things when you literally click through the internet, they might be very, very natural for, for, for the young generation, but uh, for the older generation and, and for, for charities, especially for charity executives, it is, it is a 
change of mindset. They, they rarely, they seldomly sit on a computer, for instance. So we, we need to make this transition and we, we, we are working hard to, to help them make this transition. On the company side, so on the business side, um, the biggest challenge probably is simply st- fighting the status quo. So the status quo being, um, we have internal processes which has worked for the last 10 years. Uh, which to a large extent sounds exactly the same like charities. Um, but these big organizations um, have recognized they need to innovate and to, to, change, to change things. Um, it, quite often, um, we, we simply need to get into a demo and we close the customer then and there, um, which is very nice. But these people need to be convinced that innovation is good and a lot of people go back on innovation and strive away from technology which which is natural it is changing the way they process their work there has been a process implemented on excel spreadsheets it works please don't touch that um and we want to increase the value of what they do by 500 percent and shorten the time by the which they do it but they still have to change their processes and process changing in any large organization is quite hard so these are the challenges, mm-hmm. finding the status quo um, and what people are used to and changing their processes is a complicated thing we, we deal with on a daily basis. Mm, that is definitely some heavy lifting. Um, but it sounds like you guys are definitely the ones equipped for the job. So let's shift to the future. Um, what are the goals for, for KindLink in the years to come? And actually, what are some things that our listeners can do to help in supporting those goals? Mm-hmm. Um, we have many of them. Um, how long do you want to go into the spectrum? Or should I do <laughs> one year, three years, five years, ten years? <laughs> um, let's touch on let's touch on two of those time points. Okay. Um, so short to midterm goals. Um, mm-hmm. We would like to help more and more charities. We would like to help more and more companies. So a listener can easily um, help by simply mentioning us to their non-profit organizations or their, uh, where they, wherever they work or to a, a business they know that is doing fundraising or charity work, um, they can think of it from a very simple perspective. If they use Kindling compared to any other fundraising platforms, for every $100 they raise, they would give five, $5 more and then multiply mm-hmm. this by 10, et cetera. So we, because we don't take donation if you're talking on the, on the fundraising. So... Um, by introducing us to businesses, they help us scale. By introducing us to charities, they help the charities. Um, that is, that, that is scalability in the short and midterm is the most important thing. Um, and, and this is what I, w- I would ask all the listeners to, to help us out with. Tell everybody um, what, what, what we've been talking today. Um, and, and hopefully we are so all united into a beautiful technology, which all makes us um, feel that we've given something more to the world and showcases uh, us, at first and foremost, shows us what uh, our donation has been doing, who it has been helping, um, and, and, and makes, us that it, it makes us feel that it makes sense, that, that we are actually making a positive change. That, that is what, um, what we are uh, all about at the end of the day. Um, to the midterm, um, there will be coming um, kindling for individuals. So I'm uh, mm-hmm. very much looking forward to um, opening um, the social network. It is built as a social network. Um, so the infrastructure is there and it's only a matter of, of, of time when we launch the individual accounts. Um, and then we'll all be able to uh, participate in any nonprofit activity, but even 
We can simply record the little things we do throughout the day, such as the amount of recycling we do at home, uh, and, and keep that information stored to show um, our children, to inspire future generation, to inspire ourselves and and empower ourselves and say, well, good for me. I've actually sent 10 tons of plastic and I've recycled that uh, on a daily basis. Or uh, as an example, I know what my um, volunteering work for the last month did. And I know that I've helped this, this person in need in the local community. And because of me, um, I, I know that they're now going to school or I know that they now have a job um, and you are making a difference. So you have that closed loop for individual donors is where Kindling is going and it will be very soon, hopefully. That's awesome. These are those are some really, really great initiatives and I, I look forward and I'm sure our listeners will look forward to seeing those as they roll out. Thank you. Looking forward to it as well. <laughs> so before we end, I want to transition to a quick lightning round. So I'm going to ask you um, a few quick questions um, and I just want you to answer the first thing that comes to mind. It doesn't have to be um, long at all, just like a short uh a short response. All right. So to start with the first one, um, what is something that inspires you daily in the work that you do with the Kindly community? Um, my team and the charities we help with. Awesome. What is one thing you could say has helped you and your team be successful in having an impact in your community? Hmm. Our passion and the reason we are together. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. And uh, the last one, what is one resource that could be a book, podcast, article, organization, et cetera? Um, what is one that you would share with those that are interested in this work and the type of work that, you're, that you and Kindly are doing? Um, hmm. I would definitely encourage um, any reader to go through our, we have a blog post, so we are running a blog. Um, as well mm -hmm. on our website, they can definitely go and go through that. It contains information for both charities and corporates for the value corporate responsibility and charitable work delivers. Um, so that is a, a really, really good um, way, uh, way forward. But I would also like to recommend a book a bit outside of it. Um, one of the best books I've read for uh, when, when Kinding started, when we were a social enterprise because I, I bet a lot of people are thinking this sounds like an amazing story and I would love to, to, to do something like this. They would wonder, how do I start? Where do I, how do I form a team and all of those things? So one of the most mm -hmm. valuable resources I read um, um, when started Kindling and which, for, which helped me tremendously form a good team, uh, be fair to all of us um, uh, when we were doing and, and remove any potential frictions and be very careful of how this is uh, created from how we formulate chairs, how we do structure the team, how do we complement in terms of skills, um, is a mm -hmm. book called uh, Founders Dilemmas. Mm. Uh, and that is a, is, a, is a book I recommend to any entrepreneur who is already in the project or they're just about to start, they're very serious about it and and they know they need co-founders, they need investors, they need, um, um, they need a team. This book will help, will give them precise information and statistics what works. Um, and, and I would strongly recommend that as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for that and for all of those. I'll make sure to highlight that book in the show notes. Um, that sounds like a great resource. Yeah. So 
that covers it. Thank you so much, Ishkrin, for um, giving us so much of your time and so much insight. I feel um, that there's much to be gained from um, everything that you shared. And like I said before, I really look forward to seeing um, what KindLink does going forward. Thank you so much for having me yesterday. Um, I'm looking forward to having another chat whenever you're ready. And um, if anybody um, is interested in what we do, they can go to kindlink.com, uh, visit our website, see our charity work, some of our charities' businesses, and get in touch. And in any way and form that uh, we can partner uh, or work together, uh, we're very open to, to any type of um, approaches. So please do, do get in touch and um, talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.